Hi, I'm your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to My Weirdest Experience Podcast. This is the podcast of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience. It's also a place where we discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. If you would like to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I have Barbie Doll here with me. She is a psychic medium and intuitive teacher, and she has her own healing business for seven years. Uh, you can reach her at barbiedoll.com, which is B-R-B-I-D-A-H-L. Welcome to the show, Barbie. Hi, thank you. It's B-A-R-B-I-D-A-H-L.com. So Barbie, B-A-R-B-I. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. <Okay. laughs> we'll put it in the me. notes. We'll put it in the notes. <laughs> there so. you go. Thank you for having me on the show. It's like very confusing. <laughs> Her name does sound like Barbie doll and she is pretty and Aww. she has blonde hair. So, <laughs> And as we were discussing before we pushed record, I am actually married to a Ken. So it is Ken and Barbie. <laughs> yeah. So we've been chuckling about that. Yes. So if and... you do not believe in the universe, that is the universe right there. <laughs> yeah. So Barbie's going to share a story that's actually local to where I live. I live outside Charleston, South Carolina, and she had an experience at the Charleston Jail, which is probably one of the most haunted places in the city, as well as in the East Coast. I don't think that's too far of a stretch to say that. And she uh, and her friend had been interested in doing paranormal investigations. And I guess they went to the Charleston jail and had quite an experience. Yep. So my, one of my girlfriends owns a company, it's called company 11 paranormal investigations. And we go around, we live in California. So we go around and we'll investigate different things. And she has all of her little tools and things like that. And then basically she treats me as a tool being a psychic medium. And um, so she likes to take me around and figure out what information I can get. And then she likes to take her, you know, different things where she can receive information on like the little boxes and all of those different things. So a girlfriend of um, that girlfriend, and then one of my others ones was actually moving, she was moving down to um, South Carolina. So we were there to help her pick out her property and all of that stuff and decided we were going to go over to the um, Charleston jail. So I really... I have no idea of the history of Charleston. I was born and raised in California. You know, I kind of have like a basic idea, but I'd never been there. And we're walking like closer and closer to get to the jail. And as you know, you've been there. The closer and closer you get, the more and more you feel, right? And so I'm getting like anxious. I'm just kind of feeling weird. And we've got this tour set up. And if you've ever done a tour there, which I actually don't think they're doing anymore because they're converting it to some sort of a retail space, right? That'll be Um, fun. Yeah, right. Well, I'll tell you a story about that because I kept in contact with the tour guide. Uh, and so we're well, and so we have a tour. The tours start at like 10 p.m. because you know, of course, they they want you to be there when it's like high hour for all of the activity. So we're waiting, and as we're waiting on the outside, you can just continue to feel like the buildup and buildup and buildup. 
and we get ready to go inside and I'm like, okay, I'm going to be first in line because I, I need to be like, you know, walking in on the tour and get all of the information I can. So I'm following the tour guide and we're walking around the property. And as we go up to, I think it was the second level, the, one of the first rooms they introduced us to was like a holding cell area. So at this time they would have um, like different holding cells and they, and that's where they put people in them. And one of the very first women to ever be um, executed, her name was Lavinia, was known for haunting this holding cell area. And they said that she really had a hard time with men and that if there were like men that would come in on the tours that she didn't like, she would scratch them. And so they're talking about this story about Lavinia and her husband and all of the things that they did. And they're talking, talking, talking. And I'm like, get in a whole different story from her, right? Like they're talking about the fact that like she was poisoning people. She had stakes in the bottom of her basement and she would, she would trick men into coming in, poison them with tea, have them go lay down in a bedroom. They would lay down in the bedroom. Then the bed would drop. Their bodies would go and get on these stakes and they would die. And she was like a mass murderer and all of these different things. In the meantime, Lavinia is telling me like, none of that stuff is true. And so she's chatting, 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 chatting. And so I'm like, okay, interesting. Like this is completely different than what they're saying in the story. So I pulled one the tour guide outside and I go, just so you know, like I don't generally like tell people randomly, but I'm like a medium. And she's telling me your guys' story is completely false. And he's like, mm, interesting. You want to stay after? And I was like, sure. So we finished the tour. And as the tour goes on, you know, we get more information and stuff. And a lot of the stuff that they were saying was somewhat accurate, but a lot of it seemed like it was missing pieces and I was just getting a lot of different information. So the tour finished and the tour guides came over and they said, so what did you get? And I was like, well, she said that one, all of that stuff that you were saying, she didn't poison anybody. There was no basement where, you know, there was like steaks and stuff like that. She said that there was some activities going on, but most of it was nothing like they said that basically she got like, um, uh, what is it when they like set you up type of thing? Like basically she was, it she wasn't, exactly. She wasn't completely innocent. Like she wasn't the most amazing person in the world, but she wasn't anything like they were saying. And so I gave them like very, very specific details. And one of the other guys that was a tour guide there um, was a retired detective and he was writing a book about the jail. And so that some of the information I gave him, he said that they had never released to anybody else. He had found out during his investigations, but that they hadn't released. So he was like, that's interesting. Now I kind of believe you, right? So I was like, cool. They're like, you want to come in and we'll give you a tour privately. So my girlfriends and I came in and it was probably by that time, like midnight. And the first thing is we walked down to the lower levels and in there was a room where they would hold people like a, a lot of people would have to stay like in this bottom room and in this bottom room you, they would like um, put people in like boxes and that was like their punishment so they would put a box over them and so there was a spirit there who was one of these people who he was a male spirit who had been put in a box and so he would crawl around at night and when people would come in for tours and he would touch them on the feet and I was trying to explain to them because they didn't understand why he was like crawling around. And my message from him was because he was put in a box. And so he wasn't, when he, as a human, he wasn't able to stand fully up. So that's why he crawled around and touched people at, on their feet. So they were like, oh, wow, that's very interesting. And then it ended up matching up to a lot of the research this other guy had done. 
So then we moved into the an, a hallway and they were spirits were telling me, if you look to your left, there's like what looks like a closet. And they said, um, we were shoved in there and they described what the closet looks like. And so I said, it, you know, they're telling me you guys don't include it on the tour, but there's a door right there. And it was at one time a closet. It's now bigger. You guys have made it more of like a storage space, but at one time it was a very small closet and it was like a punishment room for them. And this is what it looks like. And so I described it to them. And so the guy who was the detective who was writing about it, and he was very iffy on mediums and psychics, you know, a lot of people who are in the police force as detectives are very analytical. He was like, wow, that's crazy. You want to come see the room? And I was like, sure. So he opened up the door. It was exactly how they had described it to me. So I'm talking to him and the spirits are talking to me on the other side, but I can't, I'm not, I can't talk to them and him at the same time, right? I'm trying to like tell them to wait. And they pushed me right into the guy. <laughs> I'm like, are you guys kidding me? Like they literally pushed me. I go flying into this guy and I'm like, okay, well they need to continue to talk apparently. So they continued, they wanted their story told. And I think what came of it was that, so much of their story was mistold. It was so, you know, there were so many different stories that were actually not true that were being told. Sometimes they do it for hype. Sometimes they do it because they just have wrong information. Sometimes you'll have people come in and say, oh, this is what I know and it's not true. So they were just using me as this like channel to get the story straight, right? So then we go upstairs um, and there was a boy there who was um, this, one of the youngest so he came to me um, and they hadn't talked about him on the tour. He was one of the youngest people to ever be put in that jail. And what his story was is that um, supposedly like he had pulled uh, um, like on the train and a train started rolling and it ended up killing somebody. And so he was put in there because he was convicted of murder, whatever the case may be. But he was a very, very young African-American boy. And he played in the place a lot but he was also very, very sad. And they said like, how did he die? And the story behind him, unfortunately, from what he told me was that while he was there in prison, the guards were very like mean to him and um, would take advantage of him like sexually and stuff like that and ended up killing him. So he was haunting the place and playing as a boy, but his history there was that he had died that way. Um, so I felt like that was a very interesting story. And then we go up to the third floor and they had a mass murderer named Willie who was up there. And Willie apparently was one of those people who like was supposedly super scary, supposedly this crazy mass murderer. Nicest guy to me. They could not believe how nice it was because, you know, again, misunderstood in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, they don't have the same they're not carrying the same stuff as they did when they lived here. So we sat there for like three hours while Willie told his story and all of the stuff that I had gotten that they never talked about on the tour were stuff that that, um, that, that detective was writing about. So it was really interesting and fun. Um, we did use the, the box that they can talk through that my friend had. I don't remember what that thing is called. And he did talk through that, but he really enjoyed being able to sit there and tell his story. And he's a supposed like scary mass murderer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So anyways, so I just think the Charleston jail, it's so sad that they're getting rid of it. Um, I mean, so many, you know, you said you've released some souls there and things like that. I can't imagine being a, a, a retail worker or an office worker in that jail. Like I, I have no idea why you would even want to be. 
Um, but my, I became friends with one of the guards there and he was saying during construction, just crazy stuff was happening. And I'm like, well, what do you think is going to happen? Like, <laughs> like, come on, you're messing with their space. So uh, what, what experiences did you have when you were there? Yes, I was telling Barbie that a few years ago, I decided to go do a clearing of the jail. I did it by myself, but I had a local filmmaker come and film me. And um, I never really watched the film. That's the interesting thing, but I might dig it out and post it on my website um, so y'all can watch it. But I never went inside because it wasn't accessible unless you did a tour and I've, I've never done a tour inside but as I walked around I was getting different impressions just from the land and even from the trees that are planted around the lot and I did talk to Lavinia also because I was I'm always curious about a woman that ends up I feel being scapegoated which mm -hmm. I think is the story of Lavinia what she told me is a man was obsessed with her and she didn't return his affections and he ended up killing people getting her blamed for it um but there were a lot of trapped souls there or at least lost souls that were connected to the building so i released about 400 of them um and the interesting thing is right afterwards I was standing outside of the jail talking to the filmmaker and a hawk came and landed on one of the telephone poles mm -hmm. and he just sat there for the longest time while we were just chatting about what happened and another interesting part of the story is I actually caught a cold after that and I do think it has to do with all the energy of just kind of moving those souls on um, because I normally don't get sick at all. Um, and it was kind of a nasty cold, actually. Well, we had one who I tried, I tell them to leave me alone and not follow, but sometimes, you know, they don't listen. Oh, yeah. And yeah. So we went back to our hotel room and one of the girls and I were sharing a bed and then the other one had the other bed. So I'm fast asleep and the bed starts shaking like an earthquake. Now, remember, I live in California, so I'm okay. I get an earthquake, right? <laughs> So I'm like, but I, I was like, I told my friend, I'm like, Jenny, stop shaking the bed. And she's like, what? She's like fast asleep. What are you talking about? I'm like, did you feel that? And she's like, no. And I'm like, it, then there was an earthquake. And they're both like, no, we didn't feel anything. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I go back to sleep and like, I don't know how much longer the bed starts shaking again. I'm like, Jenny, what are you doing? And she's like, what are you talking about? And so then I see that there was one that had followed us back. And I'm like, you need to leave. Like, that's absolutely not okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so, so how do you protect yourself before you go into these places so that you're not affected or attached to or followed afterwards? Well, so I, I almost always am affected. So as far as energy goes, unfortunately, when you go in somewhere like that, like how you got sick, it doesn't seem like no matter what you do to protect yourself, when there's that much built up energy, I, I, I got sick too. I was like, I had a major headache and stuff like that. That place was just full of energy. Um, in general protecting, you know, I will do the surrounding yourself in white light. I wear a ton of different bracelets that have all kinds of different crystals on them. You know, I always talk to my spirit guides and all of that stuff, but sometimes there's just way too much energy. Yeah. 
you were talking about you guys walked around the outside and that the trees and stuff were talking to you. And I don't know if you know the history of one of those trees is where they would hang the people. Yes. Yeah. I so that was tree it is. <laughs> you do or do not? Um, I do. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to recall because when I'm connecting, it's hard to remember right. unless you write it down. But there, what when you go into the entrance, there's a fe it's fenced mm -hmm. around. You go in toward the front, and toward the left is a tree. There, exactly. Is that the tree you're talking about? Yeah. So it's like if you're in the parking lot and you're not looking at the building, but you're looking behind, like the opposite way. There is like there's a tree there that I think that there's even like a little opening in the parking lot that goes into like that walkway, and that's the tree they would hang people from. So that yeah. tree was very, and that's actually where they hanged, uh, where they hung Lavinia, um, and I think Willie there, and a bunch of other people. When I was in the building, there was a room that they didn't really know what it was used for. And so it was interesting because I'd go in it and all I could do is they kept showing me the position of like holding your hands behind your back and they would be like tied mm -hmm. and like waiting. And then come to find out later, we found out that was the waiting room for execution. So that is why that was that feeling. I kept having to put my hands behind my back because you know, like when you're connecting, sometimes you don't always know exactly what they're trying to tell you. Mm -hmm. You just get these images or these feelings of what you should be doing. So it was just like this weird thing of like, I kept going like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm waiting and my hands are tied behind my back and I'm just sitting here waiting. And then, uh, and then they looked into it and found that was the waiting room. It was just such an interesting experience um, with all of those different different spirits there ghosts there what is your like interpretation of like the difference between a spirit and a ghost because I have mine well I did I want to mention about the jail though that was interesting before I answer that question I felt like all the spirits were like inside of it mm -hmm. you know like they weren't outside no, in the yard for the most part is like they were hiding inside or trapped inside or attached inside so that was interesting well and I can tell you did you know the story about that so during that time when they overcrowded that jail and so people were literally sleeping on top of each other but if you look at the jail it didn't have like closed windows it just had like these bar type things so you know living in Charleston it gets cold so people would be in there dying from freezing to death because they, they didn't have it completely insulated. So that's why there were so many souls in there that had passed. Oh. Not on the tree where they were executed, right? They didn't pass on the tree. They passed inside because they would freeze to death. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were there, how many spirits were you? Well, spirit versus ghost. Yeah. Um, ghost is more like a dead person that didn't pass on. Exactly. They're, they're stuck or attached or lost or confused or something. Right. Now, spirit, that's kind of a big encompassing word that could mean um, any being that you could communicate with telepathically. Exactly. So it could be a higher dimensional being, a star being. It could be an angel. It could be ascended master. Um, even I would put Faye in that group because they're a little higher dimensional and you can communicate with them telepathically. Is that how you would define it? Exactly. So people like will talk to me and they'll be like, well, uh, calling, they would call a ghost a spirit. I'm like, no, that's a ghost. There's a difference. They haven't crossed over. They're basically stuck in a pattern. And that's why they get upset when you're in their space. 
right? Because they don't right. understand what's going on. They're in this space where they're stuck in a pattern of their past life and all of these different things. And you're intruding in on their space. Whereas a spirit, like you said, could be many things. It could be a Passover soul. It could be your guides. It could be all kinds of different things. So there, there was a lot of what I would call ghosts, right? Because they hadn't right. crossed, they hadn't seen the light and you releasing 400 souls to the light would show that those were ghosts that hadn't quite crossover to the light. I do feel like Lavinia though was a spirit, not a ghost. She felt like she had crossed, but that she liked to come back and tell her story because it was being mistold so much. So I yeah. don't know what you interpreted with her, but she felt like a spirit to me. Um, I don't recall. And now I want to watch the video that we made. Um, but she definitely wanted her story told. And I find that a lot because I have a similar experience when I went to Mexico. Have you ever been to any of the Mayan pyramids in Mexico? No, I haven't. So I did this tour a couple of years ago and I went to Palenque. And Palenque is where they had um, King Pakal, which he is one of the most famous kings. And they found this ornate jade mask and crystals in his burial tomb. And then they talk about his mother because they see these depictions and stone of him and his mother, who they call the queen. They found her uh, burial place like pretty recently. And you're able to walk in that area and kind of peek in where they found her, but they took everything out and put it in the museum. Mm. So after we walked through Palenque, we went to the museum and all of a sudden <laughs> I had this spirit, I think she was spirit, the queen talking to me and I'm looking at her jade mask and I feel this energy, right? You feel it's like, boom, I'm yep. here. I have something to say to you and I know you can hear me. <laughs> and I'm sweating profusely at this time because it's super hot. I just walked around the jungle for a couple hours. I'm tired. I'm thirsty. I told her, look, lady, wait, <laughs> there's an air conditioned bus outside. When I get to that bus and sit down, we can have a conversation. But right now, I'm just like too tired and hot and sweaty to like have a conversation. So she did. She waited. <laughs> you honored that? That's nice. Good for you. <laughs> Boundaries, people. Boundaries. <laughs> so I get in the bus. Everybody piles on the bus. And the bus driver takes off. And I'm having a conversation with her like even just sitting there waiting for our other tour mates. And she was mad because she said, I am not the king's mother. I am a high priestess and we choose who gets to be king. Oh, and so he cool. has no power without us. Yeah. And she's like, she is like, she was insistent that history got it wrong and the archaeologists got it wrong and, she, and even they did dna tests on them and they're not related yeah so her story rings true right because they're not related but right think about that they do that all the time in history they totally discount the women and they're like the mm -hmm. men were the like the best the men were the kings the men invented this the, and the women did nothing <laughs> she's like he no one can be king unless me and my priestess group anointed him and exactly. selected him. He, she's like, basically, he's nothing without us. 
And she's like, and let me make sure you tell the world because I want that fixed. <laughs> All right. Dear scientists. Yeah. That's yes. how, how is this going to go? <laughs> well, so that's like, so that's my question for you. I love talking to people who are connected because so much of the world they're not right. So then they think you're like this Looney tune, but like how, like, I don't know about you, but how do you, like ever since I really became connected, it's very hard to function in the, the, the rest of the world, right? Like it's just, they just seem like they're so focused on things that just don't matter and it doesn't make sense. And like, sometimes I, like I went through a great depression because of it, because it was just like so overwhelming and stuff. Did you experience the same thing? I did years and years ago, because I read this one book that sent me into a funk and it was basically, gosh, I got to think about, I think it, I have to look it up, but it was years ago. And it was a man who channeled these two beings that basically taught him how the universe works and why we were here, but they were really kind of cold. Mm. I thought, mm -hmm. and, and some of the stuff they were saying, it was like, they're, obviously removed from being in a body and I think if you've never been in the body you can be kind of callous right. I don't think they're meaning to be callous but it's like hello you know good yeah. for you because you're never feel any pain and never go through any struggle but um after reading that book I was like well what's the point then yes anything Yes. And that's how I felt. And I felt really bummed out. Like, yes. okay, well, if everything's an illusion and everything's a hologram and we're just here, like ex experiencing things, but it doesn't really matter because all will be forgiven. You know, I was like, well, what's the point? Yeah. I think the point, like for me, what I have learned through everything that I've been taught is that we're just evolving souls, right? So we're evolving consciousness as we all go through and learn our lessons. And as we all do different things, it's a continual evolution of the total consciousness. So what are your thoughts on that? Okay. But we were already all aware and all conscious. So why did we have to go to a place where we forgot that we were conscious. Yeah. Well, see, now you have me thinking about that. <laughs> Aren't you glad you asked me? See, yeah. this is, this is what I think about. Like this is, so mm -hmm. I interviewed another medium named Melody Craft and she's coming up on a show. So she's an expert in the course of miracles. And she says that basically we had this idea and we decided, hey, let's go incarnate and we'll forget who we really are. And then when we incarnate, when we're in the body, our challenge is to remember who we really are. Right. But why do that? Like right. Said. And I asked her that. I was like, well, she's like, I don't know. She's like, I think the idea came up and then you, we just went with it. See, that and doesn't just happen. There has to be like a bigger purpose in some sort, right? That's like saying, okay, I'm driving <laughs> this like Range Rover and I'm going to go trade it in for like a piece of junk car just because, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like here's my perfectly beautiful car and I'm going to go trade it in for a piece of junk just because. <laughs> like, 
you're in like perfect like consciousness and beauty and you're like oh i've got to step into a human being body no why would you do that there has to be a purpose well another theory is is that the creator of this universe he created this universe obviously the way he wanted to with lots of variety with a lot of beings come being pulled from other universes and other planets on to this planet let's just talk about this planet because you know we are living here and that he we are parts of him mm -hmm. he split apart and decided yes i'm going to have my creator self here but then there's little parts of me that's going to be living lives on earth for example and that we're experiencing all of this information and wisdom and experience and it's getting uploaded to the creator constantly and that the goal is eventually that we're going to take over his job and he's going to move on to somewhere else but if he's the creator then wouldn't he be all-knowing and then anything we experience would already be known he's actually not all-knowing <laughs> and i love that it's a he right it always is a he i'm like why is it always a he because he, <laughs> he looks like a he and he sounds like a he mm, interesting so is this somebody that you've actually channeled or talked to or where yes okay so this is through your personal experience yeah interesting yeah, yeah. i hear a male voice he feels male to me yeah. is he perfectly in alignment with his female side hell yes he yeah. is yeah. But what he sounds like, actually, he doesn't really look like anything. It just looks like light and energy and feeling. But his voice is male. Huh. So do you believe that the information received goes through your subconscious and then out to you? And the reason why I ask that is because, like, for example, if in our subconscious we believe certain things, then when we give the information, it would be interpreted in that way. What information are you talking about from? Well, I'm just asking like, for example, like that, right? So you receive them as a male, mm -hmm. but do you believe like somewhere in your subconscious that your that a higher power would be a male higher power. So it's received as a male. No, no, not at all. Yeah. Because... So people really have to be into this stuff to understand our conversation too. Right? <laughs> Yeah. Other people are going to be like, what are they talking about? <laughs> but then there are going to be people out there that are like, yes, yeah. This, these are the type of things that I have pondered. So right. may, maybe we lost some, some people, but yeah. yeah. But no, because I also um, communicate with like goddesses and ascended masters that are females. Yeah. And I feel their energy as well. One, one interesting example is Archangel Gabriel because he can be female to some people and male to others right for me he's male I guess I like the male I like the male Archangels yeah a lot and I don't know they're just but I see them as balanced yeah but they put you know they sound that's like a male that's what I was asking about the subconscious part right because if, if everything is presenting on a male part even though it feels balanced, I wonder if it's just something yeah. about the male that comes through for you. Probably. I don't know. I'm just asking. Yeah. Probably. But yeah. then like I'm communicating with Mary Magdalene and Mother Mary and Isis. Right. right. And they're always female. 
Yeah. But in their, in their forms, they were female. Yeah. In their physical form, they were female. Yeah. So and then the come. angels, I guess they were never in a form. Physical form. Right. So right. then they would come through whatever, which way you feel that they should come through. Right. And they might come through so you could recognize who they are exactly. too, right away. Yeah. I mean, if That's they come through, like if come, Ganesh comes through, if you're familiar with what Ganesh yeah. looks like, uh-huh. yeah. you know, it's also a she or he, depending mm-hmm. on who you're talking to, but you know, got a elephant's head. Yeah. I have a Ganesh thing over here somewhere right there. Yeah. 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 And so I think they come through so you can recognize who exactly. they are right away. Well, that, that's like in mediumship, right? So when I was first doing mediumship, I mean, I did it when I was younger, but then I shut it off to be a business person, right? And then I came back into it. But when I was, when I started working it again, they would show me symbols I understood so that then I could relate to what they're trying to say, right? So in the very beginning, if somebody's grandfather came through, they would show me a picture of my grandfather, Mm-hmm. obviously my grandfather's not coming through, but then I would be like, oh, they're showing me a grandfather. So this person would be your grandfather. Or, you know, they're showing me like when I would see a, a teacher, if somebody was a teacher, they'd show me an apple. Now they'll just tell me they're a teacher because I have a better communication with them. But before they had to use symbols for me to understand what they were saying. And that's why I was wondering, because that's the understanding that I have is that they work through the subconscious, the things that you already know and use that to communicate with you. Yeah, that's true, because if they're showing you something you can't recognize, then we have a communication block. Exactly. You wouldn't get the message, right? Yeah. But then that sometimes they show you things and you're like, what? (laughs) Yeah, but humans show me things. I'm like, what? (laughs) And but I learned not to interpret what I'm seeing, just describe exactly what I see. Because it means something to somebody else. Right. So one time I was shown a wooden toy, like a specific wooden toy. And I told the person I was working on, I just see this wooden toy. Is this something that used to play with? Or he couldn't really recall Mm -hmm. he had played with it. So it is what it is, you know? Yeah. Sometimes people like, it's interesting when they're getting like a reading or they're kind of put on the spot, it's like their brain just goes away and they like, can't like confirm stuff. (laughs) Then you get like a message for them later. And they're like, oh my gosh, like as soon as we got finished, like I, I totally know what you were talking about. Like, and like that was recorded and everybody thought I was dumb. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. Right. So I always say, well, if you don't know what this means, ponder it after the session if it's a grandparent and you're not familiar with them ask your family about this grandparent they might remember something something might come up said so just be open because you know things happen after the session yes they'll have dreams they'll have feelings they'll have aha moments so I always say pay attention to what you get because yeah it's funny because I've had people too go I know what that means now yeah I didn't know what it meant during the session yeah and you're like well if it, like you want to be like well if you could have known we could have gone further with that but we could only give you the message we could give you because you didn't get it <laughs> and also I I always believe that I do my very best to deliver the message and if they don't get it it's not my fault Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like You're we're all doing channel. our best to yeah. 
delivered a message and if you don't get it, well, maybe you will, maybe you won't. I don't know. It's not about me. You know, that's just what I saw or heard or felt. I did a, um, I was doing a live reading where there was like a few people on a panel and I, I kept getting this message for this lady about somebody being shot in the face. She did not get it at all. And I was like, well, I don't know what to tell you, but I know <clears throat> somehow she's connected. This person's connected to your daughter and they're shot in the face and they basically died and you want them to die because they would have been paralyzed, whatever the case may be. A week later, she reaches out to me and said her, her girlfriend's boyfriend a couple days later was shot in the face and killed. So it was like a premonition of what oh, was to happen. Wow. And that's why she didn't get it because it hadn't happened yet. But it was interesting because even though it hadn't happened yet, they had a message for the daughter that she did relate to the daughter after the boyfriend was shot that actually made sense for that moment. So it was like impactful later and much needed, but it didn't make sense at the time. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Do you ever get stuff and you're like, am I crazy? But dang, that was good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no way I can make this crap up. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Like I did a, a mediumship reading for one of my neighbors and her grandson had passed away. Um, I won't tell you how, because this is how I came to it. But I said, I just see him in this car and there's like a bicycle in the back or some kind of small motorcycle or something and she said that that's the way he died mm. he had had been driving a car and his motorbike was in the back of oh, the wow. car so I actually saw the vehicle mm -hmm. but I didn't know that was the circumstances till she told me right yeah yeah. And there's like literally no way you could make that up. There's no way. No, it's yeah. very specific. It, very specific. And that's what I love is it seems like, at least like I know when I do my readings, they always give something that is so specific that there's literally no doubt that you're talking to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like, I, there's just no way I would know that I couldn't Google that if my life depended on it. Like there's just no way, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that felt good. Yes. She, cause she was like, I know exactly what that is. Yeah. What you're describing. Yep. It's so when you like, um, do you get energy hangovers? I used to, mm -hmm. um, I am much better at managing my energy. Like for example, I'm a Reiki healer. So in the beginning I would get really high after a session and then I would crash. Right but I don't get that so much anymore, but I did do a massive clearing of my family line last week mm -hmm. and I was tired. Yeah. Even yeah. though it was a good thing, I was like asleep by nine o'clock at night, which is unheard of for me. Right. Yeah. My, the girlfriend I was talking about that we, we went to the Charleston jail and who has the paranormal company, we went on an investigation like a week and a half ago, we started off. I don't generally go to cemeteries because as you know, most spirits don't hang out at cemeteries. They don't need to, but she likes cemeteries. And there are, you know, there are spirits there and sometimes ghosts and stuff. 
And so we started off in the cemetery and that was actually interesting because I got a bunch of angel messages and she's like, every time I'm with you, all you get is positive stuff. It's so annoying. And I'm like, like, sorry, like I get the good stuff. Like I don't get the bad stuff. But then we went to this area in Long Beach and it was so crazy. The energy was nasty, just gross and thick and nasty and just, just horrible. And I just, by the end of the night, it was about midnight when we finished, we were with another guy who had a, has a paranormal company too. I just felt like I needed something to eat to ground myself and I needed to go to bed. I could, it was just, I'm not used to being in such thick, nasty, negative energy. But then there, there are places that it depends on how you respond to the energy. Yeah, I agree. But it's not even good or bad. It's just a lot. Yes. So for example, when I was in France, I was in Carcassonne and I went into the Basilica and I was like a little energizer bunny in there. I was like, oh my God, what is this? Look at this painting. What is this altar? Why is there UFO? I mean, I was like running around, like excited. And my two friends in our group were like, Tina, we can't even be here. We've got headaches just by yeah. walking in here and we got to go. Right. And I said, okay, you guys go. I feel fine. Yeah. You know, I'm just curious and excited about this place. I'm just going to hang out here, go to the different areas. And so it all depends, I think, how you can manage energy and a lot of energy mm-hmm. and also how good you are at blocking energy and protecting and shielding your energy field too. Right, right. I generally almost never get like negative stuff. Like for me, I just don't play in anything negative or lower level is what I would call it. I don't call it negative because I don't think there's a positive or negative. It's just lower level vibration. I don't usually end up getting anything like that. And usually when I go places that they say are like haunted or scary or whatever the case may be, they talk to me in a very positive light. But there, there has been situations like that one night where I was like, I'm not used to this. Like it was just a lot of low, a lot of low level energy. And it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. I don't Well, like that jail has got to be full of low level energy. It was, but it wasn't like draining. So it's very interesting, like the difference. Cause you would think if you could go into the Charleston jail, that energy was like what you were talking about. I was actually hyped up and full of energy there mm-hmm. where this down in Long Beach, I'm not sure why it was this way. And it also might be that I was with people who are looking for the communication with the lower level and I never am. Oh uh, yeah. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I think too, because that's, that's who they want to talk to is they want to talk to people uh, on that type of level. And I'm never wanting to talk to that type of like level of energy. So I think that that also is a reason why, you know, it's like who you're with and what they're bringing into it. Well, when you're getting to that low level of energy, you can't trust Which them. Again, no, they're you liars. can't trust what they're saying and how they're portraying themselves. So it's kind of pointless. Yes. I agree. It's just being able to recognize that energy mm-hmm. for what it is. Mm-hmm. And um, because I'm, you know, more of a shamanic healer, you know, I deal with them like I deal with any ghost. Right. Exactly. Well, the, the, my girlfriend, the reason why she even started the paranormal company is she lived in a very haunted house when she was younger to where like, you know, they would lock, she would get locked outside and they like lock them in rooms and things like that. And so she was more looking for like answers to help people who feel scared. Whereas 
like for me, I don't feel scared because I don't feel threatened for the most part. Like there's, I don't feel like there's anything that can threaten me. I just feel like I vibrate on a high level, but it, it is interesting when you're going with people who are looking into that lower level. It's like, it, it's there. I just never like to play in it, I guess. Cause I used to say it's not even there. And she's like, no, it's there. And I'm like, no, I don't feel it. It's not there. She's like, no, it's there. I'm like, no, it's there. Yeah, it's there. It's just, I guess I just don't play in that world. I don't really play in that world, but I encounter it enough to know it's there. Yeah. That I have to handle it. Yeah. 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 I like, I like the light bright. <laughs> oh, we all do. Yeah. Okay. We all do. <laughs> I'll just stick to my light bright stuff. <laughs> but remember, everything has a spark of light within them. It's just a forgot. Yeah. And they got, you don't know what their story was. You don't know if they've been manipulated or controlled. A lot of them are controlled and by other beings that are manipulating them and telling what to do, telling them lies that they're going to burn in hell. So you have to be compassionate with them too. No yeah. matter what they've done, they're oh, still yeah. a being, they're still a being of light, no matter how dark they are, believe it or not. And that's it's true in the human world too, right? So we have to remember that in the human world, like there are so many people who are like persecuted for their actions as a human and we don't know their story. Yeah. You know, I try to carry everything that I've learned in the spirit world to the human world so that I can take the lessons learned there and then be a better human. Yeah. So. Well, thank you so much, Barbie, for being on the show. Yeah, we went and we went on topics that I wasn't expecting, but that's, <laughs> that's great. You know, in, in our world, we have to go with the flow. So that's what we do. So can you let our listeners know if they would like to work with you, how to reach you? Yes. And thank you for having me on the show. I had an amazing time. Um, so just go to my website. So it's Barbie, B-A-R-B-I, doll, D-A-H-L.com. And on there, you'll see all of my different um, services. You can read about me. You can check out my blog and all of that good stuff. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you have a weird experience to share, please email me at contactstargazingangel@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Check out our website on tinakinneyclark.com. Also, we're on Facebook and like us on Facebook and share your favorite episodes with your friends and family. I look forward to hearing about your weirdest experience.